Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. Wednesday. It is September 8th, and we are back with another episode of Destination Different. I'm sitting here on my couch, tuned in to the United States men's national soccer team against Honduras. It's about to kick off. I feel like I've mentioned it in bits and pieces on this show, but I am a huge, huge soccer guy. You know, played all growing up, played in college. Still can't quite give up the dream playing men's league, beer league every Saturday. I just love it. I just love it. It is part of my life. It is always going to be part of my life in one way, shape, or form. But as I'm sitting here, I'm watching this, and I think back to my my better play, better days, my better playing career, and I think about how dedicated, how committed I was to being a better soccer player. I remember in particular one summer where I was working an internship in downtown Boston and I would wake up every single morning at 5 a.m. I would ride my bike to the gym. I would do an hour of strength training from about 5.30 to 6.30. I'd squeeze in maybe 30 to 45 minutes of sprinting, agility, ball work, Till about 7.15, I'd quickly shower, run across the street, and catch an hour-long train to go into my internship. And I'd go to my internship all day. I'd come back at night, get home probably around 6, 6.37. I'd go back to the stadium, do some ball work, do some more fitness, some more running. And I'd do that every day of the week, four days a week while I was, while I was working. Would do that every single day for an entire summer. And I think, God, that was, that is as committed as committed gets. And as I talk to all these entrepreneurs, all these creators, all these people who are trying to build something from nothing, a lot of times it is that kind of energy, that kind of crazed commitment that is what takes these people over the top. I was so happy to see this week. So the founders of Alavi, Michelle, Razavi and Nikki Elliott, who we had on the show a few months back at this point now, they started a collagen protein bar. They were just featured in Forbes. And that shit doesn't just happen all by itself. They have grinded and clawed and scratched for every single ounce of business and publicity that they get. And it is so well-deserved. But it is that athletic mentality. It is that working out Three hours in the morning, working out three hours at night, not going to sleep until, you know, when, till the business is done. That is what it takes to really breed these success stories. So I don't know, I was just sitting here watching soccer and that was something that popped into my mind of, of really what it takes to go and, and build something fantastic. With that said, I'm bringing back an old guest this week. She is somebody who has turned 
nothing into something. And it is one of our still biggest episodes in terms of listenership to date. It is my interview with Annie Yoon, who is the founder of Olive and Orange, the paint shop, design studio. I don't know what you want to call what she does. She's incredibly talented with with watercolors. She makes cards. She makes prints. I have sitting on my desk a beautiful destination different design. It sits on my desk at home every single day. I take a look at it. And I love my interview that I did with her because she's somebody who, you know, this started as just like a, a hobby. It was something that she liked to do in her free time. And it's now turned into something that she makes a living doing. And so I was so, I I just thought she was so impressive with how she's really just scratched and clawed and taken on that athlete mentality, that commitment to building something. And I just loved, loved, loved her episode. I loved her attitude. She's one of our biggest listens episodes to date. So if you haven't already tuned in, we're bringing it back, this old one, on this week's episode of Destination Different with the lovely Annie Yoon of Olive and Orange. I hope you enjoy. I didn't even know this when I reached out to you at the, to, at the start, but you quit your job in February of last year. Yes. Very convenient timing. So t- I know. <laughs> tell me how that, how that went down. And like, you know, you were kind of working on, I feel like you've been doing this now for a couple of years. And so you made that choice. Like, I'm like, I'm going to quit my job. You're going to move to Japan. So tell me about that like decision. Cause I feel like that probably, you know, changed the trajectory the whole thing. of where this, this whole thing is going. Totally. Um, yeah. So I was working in advertising, you know, full-time, uh, overtime included. Um, and I basically just wanted to make, make a change. And I had gone to Japan the year before and really loved it. And I had gotten really into like learning the language. So I found like a language program in Japan. Um, you could sign up to do like one to three months for foreigners. And I was just like, I'm going to do it. And I, it took me a lot of like thinking, courage, planning, you know what I mean? To like get up the, just to get there to even be like, I'm really going to do this. Um, and then, yeah, in February, I mean, I've been thinking about it since before then, but in February, I was like, I'm going to do it. I got mm-hmm. into the school in Japan. And as we know, that poor timing was just right before everything like shut down completely. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to Japan. And now I don't have a job, which is fine. Um, but it was actually like really nice downtime, I guess, because it was like, it was weirdly time because of the whole world like slowed down. Yeah. So everyone was kind of in my boat. I was like, nobody's going to work. Like, this isn't so weird. Right. I'm, you know not, I mean? I'm not the lone like person staying home and doing nothing. Yeah. Everything that I was going through, just like being at home, like, you know, not seeing people was like everybody. So it was kind of a weird, good time to like be um, unemployed at that point. And then, yeah. So I've had this like illustration Etsy shop and Instagram on like on, on the side mm-hmm. uh for like three years a little over three years and so I definitely didn't like quit my job to like pursue this full-time but that was what I had once like you know I wasn't traveling so I was doing that like throughout the year mixed with some media freelancing you know like paying mm-hmm. the bills but over the past year I had like the time to really think about doing it full-time and now that's like definitely the direction that I want to go in so worked out really weird 
to like figure it all out. A lot of like weird timing stuff, but it's I want to, you know, funny life, life, life works out that way for people. Um, I, so I want to hear a little bit about like, you know, this is now, it, it goes back almost like, I think 2017 is like when this originally began and it was not yeah. olive and orange when it first started. It was, was it side, side, chick, side, side chic. chic? Yes. Side, sh- side chic. Um, and that was one of the reasons I changed it because people were like, is it chick or is it chic? You know? Um, but yeah, I was calling it the well, I just started it as like an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. I was just like painting a lot and I was like, I'll post them on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I called it that because it was like my side hustle, like side yeah. project. But um, yeah, I was like, it's time to elevate, you know, rebrand. So I changed so, the name okay, to all so the I want to hear more so like when you first started doing it and you were like, oh, I'm just, I've just been painting a lot and I'm going to post these to Instagram. Like, had you had you painted growing up? Like, did you have any like art background whatsoever? Or were you just one day, like you walked into an art supply store and were like, I'm gonna buy some watercolors and start like throwing shit at a page. Pretty much. Um, I mean, I painted like a little bit when I was like in high school, like, I don't know, took art, art class and stuff. And so we definitely have like painted a lot, but um, I wasn't really into like watercolor or just like painting all the time. I hadn't done it in years. And it, uh, how it actually started was, this is a funny story. I was at the farmer's market and I just saw a woman like doing watercolor painting. She was mm-hmm. painting like pastries or whatever at like the market. And I just kind of like looked over her shoulder and I was like, I think I could do that. Like I was like, look, I was like, it looks really good. And I was like, I, I don't know. I think that I could like try it out. Mm-hmm. So like that day I got watercolor paints and I thought I would just do it for like the afternoon or like the weekend. But then I just like really got inspired and like really got into it and just like didn't stop and I found like all these artists that were doing watercolor stuff like I don't know I just got into like the world of it Mm -hmm. and got really inspired and yeah it was just like painting before work or after work and just doing it for fun and then posted it made an Etsy shop just started rolling with it wow okay that's that's amazing I'm I'm always like I always like to ask about like the early days of starting anything creative because so many of the people I talk to are like entirely self-taught like there's there's not many people that are like oh well I went to film school and now I'm a filmmaker yeah. like it's like never like that it's like oh I hack some shit together on YouTube or I like just started doing it so th- at the beginning there like how were you you know were you trying to just like draw inspiration from other artists were you you know like following lessons on YouTube like how are you sort of like deciding what to paint and figuring out like how to you know put a wallet watercolor painting together Yeah, I definitely was just, and this is how I still am, but like, I'll get inspired by pictures on, you know, Instagram or whatever. And I just was like, oh, that'd be a really cool thing to paint. Mm -hmm. So it would just be like, whatever I saw as like an inspiring scene or like other artists that are doing like certain, you know, styles or like pictures of certain things. Um, I would be like, that's awesome. And just like wanted to try it. So yeah, at the beginning, definitely like, I didn't do any watercolor classes or anything. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of going with it, you know, like just trying it out. And mm-hmm. like, I even look back on my old stuff. Like I think I've, you know, like changed my style over the years and like even gotten better with practice. So I look back at like the old stuff I would even post. And I was like, yeah, that was like, you know, you see yourself grow, right. but I was glad that I just like posted it anyway. You know what I mean? Instead of waiting till it was like perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I was definitely posting all the like work in progress and selling prints of like things that I wouldn't really sell now, but I was just going with it and yeah, just finding like 
inspiration from photos, books, or just like scenes. I would like see people walking their dog and I'd be like, that's a cute like frame mm-hmm. and like creepily try to take pictures of them for like inspiration. Um, so yeah, I have like a folder on my phone that's just like things to paint and it's just like tons of photos. So, so is that yeah, usually the way that you'll do it? Cause I'm, I'm very much like from an art standpoint, I can, I can usually hack paint something if I'm like looking very specifically at like reference photo and I'm like, I'm going to recreate that here. Like is most of what you do, you're recreating from an image or is any of it like, I'm going to paint a flower today and you just go in and it's like here, you know, how do you sort of like, what's your like style that way? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause it is now that I think about it, like it's mostly from images, like yeah. all from like recreating and I'll put my own like spin on the scene when mm-hmm. I'm like recreating it, like, you know, do it a little bit differently. Um, but it definitely is all from like photos that I've taken screenshots or like pictures from books or something. Mm-hmm. And when you started, like, and you're so you're just kind of like, Oh, I went to the farmer's market one day and I started painting and you're doing it before work. You're doing it on the weekends. Like how far into it you're posting it on Instagram that somebody said to you like, Oh, I'll pay you for one of those. Or I like, do you remember that first moment when somebody was like, I'll buy one of those or can I, can you make me one for a sale? Like, do you remember that specifically? I'm trying to think. Um, I think I just started an Etsy shop and put it out there. And then, you know, like my friends and yeah. like family and people that knew me like bought them. Um, I do remember when I got my first like order from a stranger, I don't even know how they found me. And I was like, I don't know this person. And like, they ordered something. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I think I just like, it, Etsy is really easy to use. And so it's kind of just like setting up an Instagram. Like you can just like kind of put yeah. it out there. And I figured like, why not? Um, so I just put a couple like select options of like prints that I had uh, and put them out there. Mm-hmm. All right. So once you like, I'm, I'm, I want to know more about the Etsy like setup business model, like marketing of it a little bit, because I know absolutely nothing about it. I bought my first thing this year for Christmas, bought my mom a pair of earrings on Etsy. Big win, <laughs> nice. like 20 bucks. It was fantastic. Good son move. But I'm, I'm wondering like, so you set up the page and do they, does Etsy take a cut of, of what you're selling? Like, do they help market what you're doing? Like, what is it like totally yours to kind of own? I guess that's my, my question is like, what is the experience like, like owning or having your own shop on Etsy? Yeah. So I can like break down the way that they do their fees if you've never used it. But, um, so they do like a 20 cent fee for like posting a listing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not that much, but when you like renew it or something like that, like there's an initial fee, it's like Mm -hmm. a couple cents and then they do take 5% of your sales over like, it's a transaction fee. Yeah. Got it. So they like host that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's not totally ideal. Like if I had my own website, that would be great, but it's not that bad compared to like, it's just Mm -hmm. so easy to use and it's easy for people to find you on Etsy. So like what I like to do is, um, cause you can do like tags and stuff and you can see what people are searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's like a lot of like built in like marketing hacks you can use like with Etsy. So that's, I guess like the advantage, mm-hmm. um, just with like keywords. Like if you start to type something into the search bar, like art print, and then it will say like for kitchen, like it'll give you suggestions. Yeah. So you know, what's like the most searched things. And then you can like put that in your tags and Got like, it. there's a little things like that. That's like helpful to use. Um, they give you like metrics so you can see your sales, clicks, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and then you can do like promoted ads on their site. Mm -hmm. So just like a typical like search result, like come up quicker yeah. and search. Have you, have you done any like ads for your stuff yet? Yeah. 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 Um, it's like, I don't really know, you know, there's so many things you can like do to optimize it. And it's like, it's complicated. So sometimes it works really well. It's like, it depends on like timing, the product, you know, all mm -hmm. those things. So I definitely have done it. And sometimes I'm like, that was awesome. Sometimes it didn't really pay off. So I'm still figuring it out, but it's a cool feature because you get to like, it's just easy to build that in and add mm -hmm. that on. So this was, this was one of my questions that I wanted to ask you more about because your job in advertising, like you're like a, a media planner. It's sort of a job that is you know, it's, it's very strategic. It's very like numbers focused. I would say it's, there's not a lot of like the conventional sense of like creativity on that side of the job. And then you're like painting and being very creative on this other world. So how, I guess like, how did that, how did that come together? And like, how do you use that part of your brain or like, was maybe I, maybe we'll start there. How do you like, do you yeah. kind of diverge those two parts of your brain? Yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, those brain tests you can take when you're like right or left brain. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, is it left brain that's more logical and right brain that's more creative? Mm -hmm. um, I've like taken those tests like a couple of different times and I've always gotten like a 50, 50 split. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know if that's cool. I don't know. But um, so maybe I'm just kind of like, okay, I think I'm just equally like creative and logical, mathematical. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just how it works. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I do have like a really like logical, mathematical Excel sheet mm -hmm. inside of my brain. And yeah, that's like- you Well, said it's so funny, thinking. like within Etsy that you're even like, oh yeah, you can run ads and you can optimize them by the top time of the day. Like, I feel like most artists conventionally would not be like, have that train of thought to be, yeah. to be doing that. Yeah, well, that's like my favorite part. Well, not favorite part, but I like equally like the business part about like running the shop, like running the Instagram, even like trying to optimize strategies there. I've done paid ads on Instagram. So like even just getting followers to like build a community and all that kind of stuff is like really fun for me, like almost just like a digital creator. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, there's like the art side of like making the prints. There's a lot of different hats like to wear yeah. in like kind of running it. But I like both sides. Like the business side is really fun for me. Like the branding, you know, like reaching out to maybe like influencers and just like all this stuff I've like thought of to kind of like get myself out there has been really mm -hmm. fun. So tell me a little bit more about that. I want to talk about like the brand itself. So you, you said you started as like side chic and then you've now changed. It's still probably a year almost at this point now. You yeah. Olive, is it olive? Single olive? Yes. Olive and orange. Olive and orange. So Tell me about that. Like, how did, where does that name come from? How did that branding come to be? Um, I'm I always love to hear of like how people like named their brand, their baby. Um, so it's, I want to hear about that. Um, it's really not like a precious story. I just thought it sounded cool. I mean, I wish I had like a cooler story. Um, where, oh, I was in Palm Springs when I like thought of it. And this is just so stupid. I literally was like, had a snack and it was an olive and orange. And I was yeah. like, that sounds kind of cute. Um, so it's really nothing like special, but I kind of like that story because I feel like people think long and hard about, you know, so much money goes into like branding mm -hmm. and like a company name and all that stuff. Um, so I feel like it's kind of cool that I just like thought of it, loved it, rolled with it. Um, cause I feel like that's kind of how I've done this whole thing so far is just like 
let it happen really naturally. So it yeah. just kind of feels right. Um, and yeah, I just liked how it sounded. And like, I made the little logo, uh, it's like a little illustration mm-hmm. and yeah, just, it was fun to like build it out and brand. I like changed the logo once. Um, and so I was just like designing that all myself and just letting it happen as it like, you know, as it naturally happened. Yeah. So I was like, I think I want to change this on the logo and just like changed it. You know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of thing, just like on the fly. And so, like, were you thinking about changing the name when an olive and orange were sitting on your plate? Like, was that like already in your mind? Like, yeah. I, think I need a new name. I was like, I've grown out of side chic because for one, like I said, people weren't like, some people didn't really know if it was chick or chic. And then it was like a play on like side chick, which I think is funny, but I was just like, you know what? Time to, you know, elevate the brand. Yeah. <laughs> and has like has the so so now that you've sort of like established olive and orange is like this is this is my brand how have you gone about like the the rest of the marketing and like growing your sort of instagram community you know word like even just like spreading word of mouth about your your shop like what are some of the other things from like a marketing standpoint that you've done to kind of you know bring in sales yeah um i've reached out to a lot of influencers on instagram and I'll either like send them prints and mm-hmm. like have them maybe share it. Or sometimes like, it's kind of like fangirly, but if it's like a celebrity or something, like I'll do an illustration of them mm-hmm. and maybe like tag them or send it to them. And then when they repost it, it's like a great way to like, just get exposure and, yeah. you know, get new people to see it. Um, another thing that I like will do is like follow people obviously that are like my account. And mm-hmm. then I'll, see who's like liking their photos and maybe like follow those people or just like try to like engage with people um I mean there's like a line between you don't want to like just be messaging like everybody and be like creepy and stuff but like I really do try to like return people's messages or reach out to people or like offer people certain stuff and connect Mm -hmm. with people like other artists that are kind of in the same stage like making a network of asking them like what they're doing so Mm -hmm. I love like using Instagram for that like connecting with people. Um, and like I said, I find a lot of my inspiration on Instagram. So I just want to like contribute to that inspiration circle. Like I love using Instagram as a tool for inspiration. And so it's kind of just like this community of people being like, Oh, that's cool. I want to do this. And then that's cool. I want to do this. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, my goal is if like I could use my Instagram to like inspire others, that would be really cool because that's how I got so inspired. Okay. Are, are there any people or brands that particularly stand out for you from like an inspiration standpoint that you like always go back and you're like, ah, oh, I, if I could be like X artist or I could be like this brand, uh, that would yeah. be pinnacle. Like, is there anybody that stands out? Yeah. I have a few of my favorite, um, just like watercolor and painting illustrators, um, to look up on Instagram. One is called Ainsley by design. I love her work. She's just so good. Um, another one is yes, Riley, um and another one is melzy's illustration so they're all kind of like similar you know not similar but mm-hmm. inspiration for the types of things i've done and it's cool to start to see like people that are i guess it's like fans of my work mm-hmm. um also are fans of them and i'm kind of like yeah like i want to be in that uh yeah you know circle with like these kinds of like artists and yeah i just love what they're doing so it's cool what those those people that are you know fans of your work like who is your audience like who are you trying to attract with your art yeah is there is there a specific person is there a specific type of person yeah like, 
Who is it? It's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it is like people like me, which is like, I mean, you work in um, like advertising and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know that when you're not in the target market, like it's, it's harder to like understand, but I'm like in my own target market, if that makes sense. So I definitely am like, like you're doing who, it for yourself. Like what are things that yeah. I would like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, so I do sell like custom illustrations and prints. And so for like custom illustrations, a lot of the reason that people get them is for like weddings, engagements. Um, it's mostly girls that buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, so female focused, but um, yeah, like, you know, an occasion that you might need like a custom illustration or like a gift, a birthday gift, a graduation, Valentine's day. Um, those are kind of like the reasons for the custom illustration. So that like type of person mm-hmm. um, is definitely like bulk of my audience. And then I don't know, just like the prints that I do or like the art that I put on my Instagram for fun is just like whimsical. And I like to paint a lot of like travel inspired like scapes, you know, like I've been painting mm-hmm. a lot of like Amalfi Coast in Italy, like, you know, places people like want to go. So yeah. maybe it's like aspirational, but yeah, just like a little bit girly, but you know, elevated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, to that same point too, of like the custom illustrations versus the prints. I, I mean, obviously something custom is like a one of one type of thing. And how did you start to, and maybe how are you currently like differentiating, like setting prices for those things? Like I, I would, I mean, I'm sure you sort of looked at, you know, what other people in the space were doing, but like, how did you all of a sudden be like, this piece of art is worth X. Like how I know, have you figured yeah. that piece out? That's a good question. Cause like you said, I'm still figuring it out. Cause pricing is so funny with art because it is like subjective to mm-hmm. your value. It is super strange. Um, yeah, I kind of based it off to start on just like the market value. And then I would like raise prices, honestly, based on like how busy I was, like just mm-hmm. how much time it's going to take me to do these customs like it's going to be a little bit more for this and that. And obviously with prints, if they're already done, I can just print them off and like, mm-hmm. it's just less time consuming. So it's partially based on time. And then with art, it's just kind of like based on, you know, what your own value is, which is always interesting. Um, but I also have different options within the custom illustrations. So you can order like a digital file, which was I watercolor painted scan it and just send it to you on email and then Mm -hmm. you can print it out and then uh there's another option which is i do that paint it scan it and then i print it out and send it to you Mm -hmm. and with that option people once i scan it i use photoshop so people can offer like uh feedback if it's their custom illustrations they could say make me taller or change my hair color a little bit or Mm -hmm. add this Um, and then i print that out and send it to them and then the third option is just a straight up original, like hand painted watercolor painting. So it's a watercolor painting either way. Um, one of them just becomes a print. And then the water, the original one is just the most expensive option. Gotcha. <laughs> the top okay. tier. Makes sense. Makes sense. Do you frame, do you like frame up any of them or do any other like treatments to anything? I know you've done like cards and things like that. I think you've done calendars. It looks like, like, yeah. do you do any other, I get, yeah, I guess like treatments or formats of the of the watercolors um yeah so i do have a calendar which is a seasonal foods calendar which is just mm-hmm. something i wanted to make for fun um and then i've done cards in the past and for the prints i yeah i have a digital file a print or a original watercolor and i used to offer framing but it just got 
you know, like it's a little bit harder to package and send out to people. Mm-hmm. It's like bigger. And then I usually found people wanted their own frames anyways, because I just have like a really simple one. Yeah. So people usually will have like a frame in mind or like, you know, something extravagant. Right, like so I don't offer go, the yeah. frames anymore, but uh, yeah, the prints. Got it. And are they all the same? Like, are they all the same size? Like, do you kind of stick to like one? Okay. It's going to be, you know, five by seven. Like how, how does that work with like sizing the, this art? Yeah. I usually do eight by 10, which is like, you know, a good, it's a little bit smaller than a piece of paper. And um, with the digital files, when I send people digital files, I can do any size if they mm-hmm. want to have it printed. So sometimes they'll ask for like strange sizes, but um, yeah, I, I'm really flexible with what I'm doing too. I think that's like, I don't have anything set in stone. Like I could, couldn't do this. So if anybody kind of asked me to do something, I'm pretty like accommodating in terms of like different sizes, different yeah. options. Or if anyone sees like a print on my Instagram or I guess a post on my Instagram and wants it as a print, I'm like, sure. Um, yeah, I can like post it. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like trying to find what works the best still. I'm in that like growth phase, which is fun. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm always curious too, because like, you know, eight by eight by 10 is a pretty good, like, sizable but it's not too small it's not too big like is there or have you ever had the interest in like doing something on like a a big scale like an original that's like i don't know three feet by four feet like has anybody has that ever asked ever come up do you ever like do stuff off that size it hasn't come up but i'm you know i'm not opposed to it i definitely work in like smaller like i have a little sketchbook so Mm. i've worked small but i'm open to going big (laughs) okay fair fair um so I, it's so funny that I'm talking to you now. Cause we, I, I wish this was like a month ago that this happened. So my, we had a big discussion, big discussion. My roommate and I, he, I think it was for, for his girlfriend. Yeah. That's what it was for his girlfriend for Christmas. Very similar in style to your kind of uh, paintings where it's watercolor. And we had, the biggest debate of all time of eyes versus no eyes. And mm. so it's, I'm, I want to ask about like, you know, they're, they're kind of stylized, but a lot of, a lot of the, the watercolors, like there's not really like facial features necessarily. Like it's usually maybe like sunglasses or a hat and that's mm-hmm. part of it, but I need to know, you know, why no, why no facial features in the watercolor? Yeah. Valid question. I started out, yeah, so my style is like, I don't typically do the faces um, and people have definitely asked about it or whatever, but I started out doing that just when I was like posting them for Instagram because I kind of wanted it to just be like not a specific person, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? To have more, like you could see yourself in it. Like it wasn't right. like it could a be any, picture yeah. of a person. It was just like a girl. Um, I guess that's kind of why I started. Plus when I started out, I was like, faces are hard yeah. <laughs> like, to, to get right. You know, it's like, I was focusing more on like the whole picture and like just the person, uh, but not necessarily like it being a specific person, you know, mm-hmm. with a specific face. And then it just kind of like became my style and I was going with it. And uh, that's what I do for the custom illustrations. And now I think people, like if they want one of my illustrations, they probably have followed my Instagram or like see my other stuff on Etsy. So like, they just kind of know the style. Mm-hmm. Um, people have asked me to do faces before and I have done it. It's just, I was like, I don't know if I can guarantee it. So like, it's harder to get the likeness, you know what yeah. I mean? The body and the hair and like the pose and stuff. It's like, it comes across like who the person is, like even yeah. without the face. Um, but the face is really hard to get that exact, you know, detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, we, 
we debated and like there was we had one where the dog the dog in the photo had eyes but the humans didn't have eyes it was a big, I don't do was eyes a, on pets either I keep it consistent <laughs> it was a big it was a big debate it was a big debate in this house of of the the eyes or That's no eyes funny. on these paintings it came out great but I wish you know a month ago I I would have thought of you because it would have been a, a great custom illustration That's um, funny. so I want to know a little bit like what does like how many of these are you churning out because it does seem like, you know, they're, you know, on a scale where you can, I don't want to say make them like quickly, but you know, you're, you're probably getting a number of different requests. And it's like, you know, how, how has that been for you? And does, do the requests kind of come in seasonally or in waves? I'm, I assume that they do, but I'm curious, like how has the volume been across the board for like actually like making and selling them? Yeah. It actually doesn't take me that long to even do a custom illustration. Like I could definitely get one done in a day or maybe even two in a day um and it definitely is seasonal so this is like my, my first year doing it full time and during christmas around like the holiday season it was i was getting a ton of orders which was great and i was like super busy You're, like waking up at 6 a.m going mm. to bed at uh, like you know 12 from painting all day and night so that was really fun and i was working on a ton of illustrations so it definitely is i am finding that it's like seasonal and obviously mm -hmm. around the holidays, like big retail time and the gift time. So I did a lot around then. Uh, and I've seen a little bit of a spike for Valentine's Day coming up. And I usually get a spike around graduation. So it is kind of holiday based. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of the patterns I've seen so far. And it's, it is a lot of work, but I can crank them out pretty quickly. You yeah, know, it's a good turnaround time. It's like sustainable. Um, so it's been good. How do you, how do you balance like making them obviously during the holiday season, I imagine you're like really just trying to like churn out the customs, like get the like work done, but how yeah. do you now balance doing stuff? That's like, okay, I have to do this because somebody ordered it and how I want to do this because I just think this is a fun, I want to do this for fun. Like how have you started to, you know, now it's become like a job. Like how do you balance those two worlds? Yeah, it, it has become like, you know, more of a job. So it is like, when do I paint for fun? And what am I doing for work? Um, a lot of the stuff that I paint for fun, quote unquote, is also like what I paint for Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's also, I kind of imagine it as work because I like plan out my Instagram feed and it's like to just get my Instagram presence, you yeah. know, um, keep getting it looking better and growing my Instagram following. Um, Cause I'm starting to see like, it just, it's great to have people like follow you for a long time and then they'll kind of order. So I feel like the Instagram is really valuable and especially with art, people like to get to know you a little bit mm -hmm. and like follow an artist. So I think the Instagram is like a big part of my business. Um, so the stuff that I do for fun is basically all the stuff that's based off of all those photos I was mentioning that I just yeah. have in my phone of like things to paint that I have so many more than I even like ever get to. I'll you know, screenshot things and take pictures of things. And I like have all these ideas. So mm -hmm. I mostly have more ideas than even like comes to life. So the inspiration is good, but, um, yeah, I just take time to make sure I'm doing that kind of stuff that I like, like for fun or even just new stuff and trying different types of portraits or portraits of different things. I don't want to mm -hmm. limit myself to just doing people or just doing landscapes or that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I really just paint whatever comes to mind, but I like to keep it fresh with inspiration. Yeah. Like how does that, how, and then how do you balance the creative time, the time of like, actually like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to paint versus the time of like running the business. And 
are you, are you painting every day? Are you painting something new every single day? Like what does your like schedule look like as like a full-time sort of creative now? Yeah, I'm definitely painting every day, which is so fun. I just love it. Um, I one time just made out this list of these three different job descriptions that I was all doing in one. I mean, it all blends. There's no like schedule for the day, but like there's definitely these three different hats that I found as like a illustrator business person. Um, and one of them is just the artist, you know, like the creative where you're doing the work, getting inspired, painting things that you like, and then, mm -hmm. you know, painting the custom so that like just all the artwork, including scanning them, editing them, all that kind of stuff. And then there's a whole other job of just like the marketing person, which is mm -hmm. answering emails or uh, messages, planning the Instagram feed, messaging people on Instagram, like kind of just maintaining that thinking about sales, thinking about like holidays and promotions and like Etsy ads, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook ads. So that's a whole thing. And then there's just like the admin stuff of like managing my budget and my expenses and printing things out. I think all printers hate me. So printing takes <laughs> a long time and then uh, packaging things, you know, putting, getting it in the mail, um, mm -hmm. getting supplies. So there's just a whole other admin and, you know, like, uh, just all like budgeting, all that kind of stuff. So those three jobs, like I literally picture myself like switching between those three th roles yeah. in my head, like all throughout the day, <laughs> I'm just going crazy working by myself. But um, I definitely have those three things where I kind of like switch hats. And do you but have like, a, do you have a structure where you're like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to be the painter. And in the afternoon, I'm going to be the marketer. Like, do you do it the same? Or is it a uh, free for all? I've tried that and like, I'll be like, today I'm working on like this, the marketing side of stuff. Um, and it, it's good, but I definitely end up just like mixing it all together. Yeah. I mean, it's tough when you're just working from home because you also want to work at night or just, you know, it's, it's like kind of like you're always on in a way, yeah. um, which is good, but you just like, it's like, it is something that I do for fun. I'm like, is this fun or am I working right now? I don't really mm -hmm. know, which is good, but <laughs> it's interesting. I'm learning how to balance it still. Yeah. Like, are you work, are you working, you know, full-time weeks or days? Like, are you doing like 40 hours a week at this point? Like putting it into olive and orange around the holidays for sure. Beyond 40 hours, um, which I was just like, you know, happy to be doing. Cause this is again, the first like season I've really done it. Um, I do have still like freelance work from advertising and like media. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to be doing freelance work or just focus on my art. Like, I think a lot of people want to say like, give it all or nothing, like mm -hmm. give it everything. Um, but I feel like doing freelance stuff or even like having a full-time job, if you're, you know, quote day job actually like helps you fuel the inspiration and motivation to do that on the side as well. Yeah. Um, and especially if it's not the only you're not putting all your emphasis on income for your like creative work. Mm -hmm. So it's actually nice to like have another job sometimes, or just like another project to be like, this is for income. And then I can make this more about like what I enjoy. So that keeps it like fresh and fun. Um, that's I a good, that's a good, that's question, a good like but... mentality way to approach it. Cause I think they're like, I mean, I, I personally did that. I was like, I'm done working. I'm going to start writing. I'm gonna, and I was, great. And I, but I was making $0. I was making no <laughs> money. So it was not smart. Um, but it, I'm like, it's, it's such a, it's so true. Cause even now in doing this, like doing the podcast, I have my day job and it's like, I, I love doing that. 
but then I come to this and it's like, this is such an escape from that world and right. I can like forget about work for a while. Yeah, like this gets to be your first fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you did it full time, it would still probably be fun for you. Um, but yeah, there's something nice about not having like the uh, pressure to just make all of your money off of it in a way. Yeah. Uh, so that is good. And, you know, it's a balance. Like I would prefer to do it full time, but it also doesn't like, get to feel stressful if it's just everything is like all your eggs are in this one basket. Yeah. Yes. Does say, it, but... does it feel, has it started to feel like work? Like, has it changed the, the love of painting? Has that changed at all? Or like, do you, now that it's become like, okay, this is like, this is a job Yeah. from when you were, you know, picking up paints in the, in the farmer's market. It feels a little bit different, like working on custom illustration, just because of course it's like what somebody wants you to create. It's not your own mm-hmm. idea, but it still is really fun. Um, it doesn't feel, you know, it's like not, it's not like horrible. Like I'm not like, I hate this. Like it's still really fun. I really enjoy doing the custom illustrations. And especially, you know, I really love all like the photos people choose. It's just fun to see mm-hmm. what they want to have created and like how I can make it come to life. So that part is still really fun. But a lot of the things that feel like a, just a job is more like the admin task stuff that yeah. I'm still talking about, where it's like building a business and like the budgeting and all that stuff. And I, I do like that piece because I love Excel and all that good stuff, but you know, that you really love Excel. Is that a thing? I that do. Oh, I God. really do. <laughs> You're sick. It's, there's so much to do with it. Um, that leads me to like, okay. So if you, you've been doing this now like full time almost for an entire year. And is it from a money standpoint, and we don't have to get like too far into it, but I always do like to ask about the financial piece. Like, are you at a point where you're feeling like I'm close or no, I'm close to being able to like live off of this income full time. Like what, what is even possible from like a one person store online, like that people make, you know, doing kind of similar to what you do. Um, I will say I'm close to living off full time, but I definitely still want to take, you know, freelance jobs and that kind of stuff, but it's definitely possible. Um, Mm. last year was just a weird year with the pandemic and it it was just a weird time to kind of like base everything off of. So I'm still like trying to figure out this year, all the finance side. Um, but that would be the goal and the dream. But I mean, like I said, there is a part of me that doesn't want to just do it full time because it just puts so much pressure on it. Mm So, you know, I would love to like make more money from it, but at the same time, my full goal isn't just to do it completely full time, if that makes sense. Um, Or even like there's other ways, you know, maybe it's not doing my Etsy shop full time, but maybe I do, um, you know, art for a store or like a greeting card company. Um, So other jobs like that, you know, I'm open to that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but definitely like livable. So many people make a livable wage off of just an Etsy shop, which is amazing. You know, I've talked to people and like seen people do it. Um, so it's definitely possible. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Do you you talk, do you talk to like other, like, have you talked like business with people in, in your community as well? Like, how did you do this? How, you know, how much are you making? Like, do you guys talk about that with other artists? Yeah. Um, and it just depends on like how close I am with them yeah. or whatever, how, you know, we met on Instagram or if it's a friend or something, but yeah, definitely. I feel like that's important in the art world. Cause it is like, you're all making up your own prices and models mm-hmm. and putting yourself out there. So I think it's good to connect with people network and be like asking what other people are doing. 
um, I don't think it's weird at all to just kind of like ask the behind the scenes questions to mm -hmm. other artists. I think that's awesome. Um, okay, so I just have a, I just have a couple more questions for you before I let you go. Is do you have any desire to move outside of watercolor or try other mediums in the art space? Like, have you? I've seen you've like dabble with some like watercolor and sharpie. Like, do you have any interest to to push those boundaries at all? Um. When I was in high school, I did painting with like oil paints and mm -hmm. I liked that, but I don't know, watercolor just feels right. I don't really have an interest to change up my style. I just like working with the watercolor paints and yeah, sometimes I'll do Sharpie outlines or something. Um, but I would also say that like Photoshop is a medium that mm -hmm. I incorporate just like digital art because I do scan my art a lot and sometimes I'll change the colors or you know like edit it in there sometimes I'll paint things in like pieces like a background of a scene I'll paint and then I'll paint the people separately and then put them together in photoshop mm. or change something like paint a different jacket and then put that on in photoshop so I use photoshop as a like part of my art you yeah. know toolkit and I would say that's a part of it it's like it's partially digital art too H have you cool. like taught yourself photoshop as well like has that just been part yeah. of the process <laughs> of like I learned painting I need to like learn how to do photoshop too I knew photoshop before I did painting just from college and like using okay. it in school kind of like graphic design or whatever I had to make in school uh so I knew photoshop and that has been really helpful like that helped the style grow and mm -hmm. it's been fun okay um here's a question is there a dream project or client that you would have that you'd be like, I, I would kill to make a print, a custom illustration for X person? Is there like one, is there one that stands out for you? Um, for a person to make a custom illustration, I would say if I, I probably had many, but whoever it is, I would just make it and post it and tag them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and hope they see it. I just do that all the time with like certain, I don't even know, celebrities yeah. or people that I like online. So I can't think of a current like dream person, but I've definitely already done that and just posted it. And sometimes I shared it and I'm like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Um, but my dream, like I would love to get my art into like an anthropology. Um, they sell a lot mm. of like cool printed, like glassware, dish towels, like all this really pretty stuff. So that's kind of like my pie in the sky of like, if I could get my art sold in anthropology, putting that out there now, yeah. <laughs> that's my dream. That's you've made it. Okay. I like that as a goal. Do like, is yeah. that, is that part of the plan at all? Or is that something you're thinking about is like, okay, how could I, you know, sell this to like retail? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that in there? Is that what you're thinking yeah. about? Yeah. That would be awesome. Definitely something I'm would love like I'm thinking about it and trying to get there, figure out the best way to get there, where to start. Um, but some of my favorite artists have done that. Like I'll go into anthropology. They do a lot of like art contracts or partnerships. Mm -hmm. Like some of the artists that I mentioned that I follow have had art sold there, or not like you know art prints, but they'll do like a collaboration or something. So it's fun to find their art there, and it's like I feel like I know them, and it's like sold there, so it's really cool. Okay. Um, this is like the rapid fire round here at the end. Is there a favorite piece that you've done so far? Like, is there one print or one piece that you're like, that was the best thing, or that was my favorite thing that I've ever made? Um, I do have a few favorite illustrations. I'm trying to think. I have done like recently this year, I was painting a lot of 
Amalfi Coast or Italy type of like landscapes. And this was the first time I started putting landscape prints on my shop. Mm -hmm. And I really love those. I actually have like a couple like right here on my wall. And so I just, I don't know. I like, I, like I said, I'm in my target market, I guess, cause I just like, like the art. Um, so some of those landscapes I'm really happy with. There's um, a couple of prints that definitely like sell more than others. So with an external indication of what's doing well, I have like an East coast print that's like uh, East coast beach things. It's mm -hmm. like a striped shirt, like a beach bag, yeah. a Boston hat like an, a license plate with like MV and that like sells a ton. So it's really like specific that, you know what I mean? There's like a market yeah. for like Cape life and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So that sells a lot. And um, I like that one. I like that. Um, is there, how do I, how do I phrase this? Um, I guess, is there anything like that you, that you, that you want to work on that you're like, I, I know that I'm doing, you know, these things, like, is there anything in, in the, in the brain that you're like, Oh man, I, I, if I can work on this, this would be like a new thing. Maybe, maybe it is getting into retail and maybe that's what it is. But like, is there anything like new that you're have scheming for like what's next for you? Um, yeah, definitely getting into retail, but I think it would be cool uh, to paint on, like plates or something mm. like so beyond just paper like physically painting on things or even I don't know this is super random but like painting the cover of a notebook or your laptop uh, maybe doing like not painting on a phone case but doing something and then it's a phone case so more than like prints mm -hmm. uh maybe like merch or something yeah. would be cool okay but even like hand painting um, like painting a mug, like that kind of thing would be really fun. So maybe I'll get into that in my right. free time. <laughs> um, I was reading the reviews on your Etsy page and I'm sure you get like amazing met in some of the comments on Instagram. <laughs> like, it, like, is there, again, is there a favorite message or like thing that you've gotten from a, from a stranger or friend that's just like, you know, I love your art. I'm so supportive. Like, is there any message or review that you've gotten that is, that particularly stands out? There's been a few because every comment, I'm just like, that was so nice. I like really love it. Um, when people get the custom illustrations, they usually like say the nicest things because it's like their most precious photo, but, you know, their mm -hmm. favorite wedding photo. And then they like see it again, all painted. So they're always like, you know, this will be really treasured. Like just saying like really nice things. Like it makes me feel really good to know that people really liked it. Um, and then a lot of times people buy the custom illustrations as gifts. So they'll come back and be like, my sister cried when she opened your painting mm -hmm. and it like went over really well as like a gift. So they're happy with the purchase and the, the person really liked it. So all of those things just like make me melt. It's so nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, all of my just friends and people that have followed me for a while, like are so supportive. Um, I did a giveaway recently mm -hmm. and in the giveaway, I was like, tag somebody who you think should give one as a gift. And I really loved how everyone was like super clever. Like they were tagging people and being like, give this as a gift to your girlfriend or like they were kind of yeah. doing the work for like me making suggestions. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, this would be a great gift for your daughter and her boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, I would. So I was like, people are really getting it. Like, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool to see that. I was like, Oh, it's like making sense to people. Um, so yeah, I, I really love like any, all the comments. That has to be, that has to be very rewarding just to get, yeah. like, you know, you put all this work into it and it is something that's like very special for people that like is like touching. Yeah. I did so many custom illustrations over the holidays. And then when I like looked back at them, they were just such nice 
photos that are like, you know, the prints that I recreated um, were just of such nice photos. There was like people hugging and like wedding photos and people with their first house, because I do like house mm-hmm. illustrations or people with their kids or like a newborn baby, like their first like hospital photo, like just the cutest thing. So it's really nice. It's a good, good celebratory moment. Okay. Last question to round it all out. I'm, this is new for me too, that I'm starting this as a question, I, I feel like I, I'm like every good podcast I listen to, I'm like, oh, they have like one thing that they, they have everybody a signature the question. question. And I don't, I don't have one of those. I'm like, I've been doing, I've done 60 <laughs> of these and I've never asked a signature question. So I'm, I'm workshopping this. So bear with me, but I think okay. my, my signature question, or at least something that I'm going to try and make work. What makes you weird? Love it. <laughs> well, let me think. I like the word weird. I like how you went with that word. Um, I think I am weird. (laughs) It's a funny question. I think doing like all the business stuff and really like enjoying that part is maybe weird in the art world because you know, a lot of people just like, like the art for itself. But like I said, I love Excel. Like I really love that kind of stuff. So I definitely have this like business numbers minded um, thing. And not that it's like weird in the art world, but I think it's like really important. And like, you know, sometimes people don't think about that side of it. So I think that is like kind of what sets me, uh, sets me apart. Cause you know, a lot of people do it, but it's just like an interesting like thing that people don't think about is like mm-hmm. a real business side of it. Okay. All right. This could be, this question could work. Maybe we'll stick with this question. I, it's, it certainly makes you think a little bit. I know. Um, it gave me like, <laughs> it's hard to just, maybe it's hard to describe yourself at what makes you weird, but I, I like that answer. All right, Annie. So thank you. If people want to buy your stuff, if they want to follow what you're doing, where can people find you and help support you on the internet? Yeah. I, olive and orange on Instagram. So it's olive dot the word and dot orange. Okay. Um, and then also on Etsy and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. We'll get, we'll get it linked up in the description when we post the show and people can, can buy all your beautiful prints. Yeah, that's awesome. This is great. Oh, I have a question for you. So that's, that's, oh, okay. You have a question for me. Well, it's <laughs> just about the podcast. Okay. Sure. Um, at the end of the podcast, there's a song and I, love that song what is it from is, yes you so this it, song? <laughs> it is so it's one of the guests that is that was on the show his name is nick chekovich he goes by like checko awesome. i think he's checko wave maybe or maybe just checko on spotify the song is called superpowers and he has he has like a couple of like like i like just listen to like his shit on spotify sometimes because he's very very good that's awesome i mean if anyone's listening listen to the end through the song yes. it's a jam i let it play out i'm like this song is awesome a wrap on this week's episode of destination different it felt good to bring this one back it is one of my favorite interviews of all time annie is a delight she is incredibly talented and you know this one deserves a little bit more airtime i think like i said at the top i think there is something to be said about that athletic mentality and putting in that 
same approach that I took to being a slightly above average soccer player into hopefully becoming a slightly above average podcast or creative, whatever it is that I'm, I'm trying to do here. But I think I have to take more of that athletic mentality and put it into the podcast. So I'll keep this show rolling. We've got a couple great guests. Speaking of former athletes, a couple of former athletic greats coming in the next few weeks who are now moved their moved their talents from the athletic world to the creative world. And I won't give away anything else, but a couple of big ones coming over the next few weeks. That's it. That's all I've got. I hope everybody is having a great week and is back again next week to listen to another episode of Destination Different. Until then, until you're back, I hope that you stay weird. Take time, take time Cause with you I feel it